Hello my lovely nerds and welcome to a new episode of Nerd Factory Reboot Game Talk. Today we are going to talk a lot of games and you know there's just so much to talk about. And this happens every week but you know every week there's like a different thing that we have a lot to talk about it. But this time there's actually a lot of exciting things that happened. So without any further ado let's get into it because we don't have a lot of time anyways. So... Let's go! So first off, believe it or not, it's snowing. <laughs> Late last night, it was supposed to rain all throughout the day, and it didn't, and I was like, ah, this is bullshit. Why is <laughs> nothing happening? And now, look at this. It's actually uh, snowing. And it's not a you know great snow where it might actually you know get on the ground and you might actually be able to go out and I don't know grab some snow and play around with it. But well, at least it's something. I mean, you know the only good thing that it has is it said looks nice. Other than that, my God, there's gonna be a lot of traffic. Yikes. So let's get into it and see what the hell happened in the gaming world this past week. Well, first of all, believe it or not, Ubisoft Toronto actually announced that they are working on a Splinter Cell remake. Now you might be thinking like, what? <laughs> so for a long time we've been thinking about, you know, a Splinter Cell either remake or remaster or even a sequel. And, you know, many people have been requesting it. We all wanted to see it finally happen. And now, it technically did. We technically have it. And, you know, they said that, yes, there's a remake. But, unfortunately, it seems that, you know, it's very early in development. As they just said, that, you know, they're hiring their team to make the game. Which means that, technically, right now, they are far away from making, you know... Any kind of release uh, date announcements or things like that, or even trailer. I mean, the thing that they showed was a very simple 12 second trailer, which was basically, you know, just the very famous free eyed, um, you know, night goggles of Sam. I never actually understood the purpose of them. So, anyways, um, so it is in development. However, if you might remember, we also had heard that an open world version of this game uh, of Splinter Cell is probably in the cards and we might see sequel things like that so the thing is that you know right now I believe that you know maybe we have two games in development one is the remake that will probably make fans go nuts and you know see how excited they are for the game and sashay their appetite for now the other of course would be the sequel which would be open world. Now, I'm not sure exactly how, you know, how true or false this is. But the fact remains that, you know, if we actually see a sequel, would it actually come a bit sooner than expected? Or how big is it that it's probably going to come after the remake itself? And the remake has just started. So we don't know, but... It's just, you know, assumptions, 
for now. Like, we don't have a lot of ideas of what they're gonna do, what they're trying to do. But it's all assumption. For now, we are just thinking that, okay, this might happen, this might happen. But everyone's so excited to see that it's gonna happen. However, I hope that it's not on the same level as Prince of Persia, you know, uh, Sands of Time remake. I mean, I am... I, I actually had a very bad reaction when the game was first announced. But, you know, I actually expected more realistic approach. I mean, if you were going for car cartoony graphics approach, you could have definitely gone with, you know, the reboot Prince of Persia, which was a great game, by the way. And that's an underrated game, by the way. I I'm going as far as to say this, because I don't see people talking about it that much, and they hate on it for no reason. Why? Why? I mean, it was leagues better than the stupid in-between sequel games that came, you know, for Prince of Persia. And they were like, yeah, you gotta get the, you know, uh, very different versions to actually see the full story. Screw you. But, um, you know, I, I think the Prince of Persia remake looked really bad. To the point that it actually looked very much like Sims. <laughs> like, I did not get excited by that first side of the trailer. And, you know, many people are hoping that that won't happen to Splinter Cell. And, you know, honestly, recently, every remake, every remaster has been very lackluster. To the point that, you know, we, we all just thought that, okay, you could have done a simple port and be done with it. What is this thing? Like, remember, you know, GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition? Yeah. Mm. That thing still exists. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, um, there are concerns, but doesn't mean that, you know, we are definitely going to get a bad game. I think that it's going to be good. I think that Ubisoft knows how important of a character Sam Fisher is, and I don't think they're going to screw this one up. At least not this one. So, that's pretty much it for, um, you know, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> That's pretty much it for Splinter Cell Remake news. Alright, so if you didn't also know, um, there is basically um, six episodes on YouTube that talks about the story of Xbox. So if you want to see what the whole thing is about, like um, what are they even trying to do, and this thing actually explains the history of Xbox, like you know where did it come from, how was it made, the controversies, the, you know, um, story, all of the story. It's actually a really good watch. Give it a watch. It's pretty cool, actually. And, you know, I honestly hope that, um, you know, someone like Sony would consider doing this as well. I mean, their story is actually a bit more interesting than Xbox, with the fact being that, you know, they were working with Nintendo. Nintendo decided to screw them over, and then they said, okay, we're going to screw you. And they released it. So... I would love to see that, but I don't know how possible that is or how interested Sony is, but they would be stupid not to do it. Also, great news for those of you who love your PlayStation 5 but don't want to pay an exorbitant amount for D-Brands skins or covers or faceplates, whatever. Believe it or not, PlayStation 5 console covers have officially been announced. They feature five different colors, red, blue, sky blue, you might say it's more accurate, purple, pink, and black. 
Next to these, of course, we also had three more DualSense controllers being announced, their colors being pink, purple, and blue. The pink, of course, is very close to the red that we already have. The pricing, however, for the covers is not exactly, you know, that good. Unfortunately, the cover price for, you know, PlayStation 5 covers is around $55. This doesn't include, of course, the shipping or tax, it may differ by your region, but $55? While we're not saying that, you know, this is, you know, bad or, for example, Dbrand did it better, no, Dbrand actually gave a little bit of a discount at first, but then it was more expensive. And while I say that, yeah, Dbrand has good quality, I would say that Sony's definitely has the better quality because they are the original manufacturers so obviously everyone's going with sony but unfortunately you know 55 dollars who would pay that much for a simple cover like honestly i can just take it off go out and you know get a you know uh spray and you know just spray it over maybe even get a decal and ba basically make a design I'm not saying that it will be much more cheaper than something like, you know, buying the cover, but it would be cheaper. Like, for example, in my country right now, if you want to buy a cover, which I don't know where they got it from. They don't even say the manufacturer, so I know it's not D-Brand, and I know that it's not Sony because Sony just announced it. But the ones that we have is something around 40 bucks. alright? If you want to buy a you know, uh, can of paint, and it would just spray it over, it would be, you know, if you bought actually two of them, to say that, okay, covers the full um, thing, you would pay, I think it would be like $25, so, yeah, you might say, you know, okay, $25, it's not that expensive, and it's not really that hard, like, I can take it, you know, I don't know, to the yard and start painting it, given if I have the correct, you know, equipment to not make a mess outside. So, why would I pay 40 bucks when I can actually use my own paint, my own design? But again, many people would be like, bro, we don't have the area to even think about doing this kind of thing. Like, where would I take my cover and you know, just start painting? I would say that, yeah, you're definitely right. It's not that easy. But honestly, I don't know. I mean... I would not pay 55 bucks when I can actually buy so many games for that money. Hell no. So, but if you're interested right now, I think it's available in um, US, UK, and Australia. This is what I know so far. It might be more, you know, regions. So do a little search on your, you know, home turf and see if they're available. Nintendo Switch was the best-selling video game system of November 2021 with over... 1 million units sold. Nice. So, believe it or not, Nintendo Switch has been basically uh, the best-selling console for 35 months out of the 36 months that it's been available. This is basically amazing. I gotta say, congratulations Nintendo. I have yet to buy a Nintendo Switch, but it is basically on my list and you know the problem right now is that well it's it's just so expensive it and it keeps getting more expensive everything does 
So very difficult to get it. I mean, I have to pay the same amount as Series S to get a Nintendo Switch. And it would be the normal Switch, not even like, you know, OLED. I would love to get the OLED. I would love to do that. Maybe one day. I don't know. Maybe one day I would, you know, take my money, go somewhere and see, like, you know, there's a lot of discounts. And I'd be like, here's the money. Give me that. <laughs> so... However, if you would like to know more about the supply situation, this is as per Daniel Ahmed's um, analysis on Twitter. He says that the Switch sold less than November last year. He says that PS5 plus Xbox, they barely equal to what Switch sold in total. The PS4, Xbox One and Wii U, yes Wii U, sold more in November 2014 than Switch plus PS5 plus Xbox Series in November 2021. So this would definitely paint a very grim picture of how terrible the supply uh, issue is right now. Comparatively to PS4, PS5 was selling better but right now it's selling worse than PS4 by a little margin. Do keep in mind that you know this demand for PS5 or Xbox and even you know Nintendo Switch have not basically died down but it's rather you know the supply that is really bad. But given the fact that you know, we have these issues and yet it's still selling that well it's a great you know great thing. I mean it's pretty cool right? Who would go out of the way and say that, no, this sucks? <laughs> I mean, it's a great news to think that. In case you missed it, Psy Games has, has shared a new teaser trailer for Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. It is going to launch worldwide 2022 on PS4, PS5, and Steam. The game looks rather weird. I mean, I'm looking at the screenshot and it looks like, you know, an old guy. But it's a girl. What the hell? Who designed this? Also, um, every other gaming studio has decided to, you know, create some wonderful pictures for the holiday season. This includes, but is not limited to, uh, Bethesda, um, Naughty Dog, we have Asobi, we have, um, what was the other ones? Uh, Insomniac, we have many ones even i think from software actually is uh i think from software actually posted one as well so everyone is doing it everyone i mean I'm, i know that sony studios are doing gorilla games actually did it as well i remember santa monica actually did one as well so if you have a favorite studio go check their twitter out you might actually see their uh, wonderfully drawn or made uh photo that commemorates the holidays there was also a new gameplay trailer for Trek to Yomi, published by Devel Devolver. It's coming to every console and Game Pass in 2022. So, continuing on from that, we will have lots of new games coming to Game Pass. December 15 has seen the... These games have been released, by the way. Has seen the release of Among Us. December 16, we saw Ben 10 Power Trip. Broken Age, a very beautiful game by Double Fine. If you haven't played it, play it. It's amazing. Firewatch, another amazing game, which you have to play. It's not even that hard, 200%. Uh, the Gunk, Lake, Mortal Kombat 11. And this is only Mortal Kombat 11 itself, like vanilla. 
not like you know with DLCs and you know I'm pretty sure that you know the fans were talking like you know Godfall the trial now would they actually say the same thing about Mortal Kombat 11 being like why don't we get DLCs will we who knows what the hell Paw Patrol what's this game yeah it's a kids game nice race with Ryan record of Lotus Lotus War and Transformers Battlegrounds. What kind of a game? <laughs> Paw Patrol? Like, is anyone actually excited for this? Is anyone actually going out of the way to be like, Oh my god, I wanted this on Game Pass. Paw Patrol, so cool. What the hell? <laughs> this is so funny. Like, literally, who is waiting for this game? Some of these games actually would never play. I mean, Among Us I would definitely play, Broken Age I have played it before, Gunk, I'm more interested in seeing, you know, what the whole shebang was about. Oh, by the way, uh, Among Us is cloud only, you can't even download it, you have to play it on cloud. It's not a big game to stream, I don't think it will have a problem doing that. Mortal Kombat 11, already have it, Firewatch already played it. Uh, Lake, looks like a tranquil game. Then we have these free kitty games, which I'm never going to touch, and Transformers Battlegrounds. I might actually, if I had it, I would go for it. But speaking of, um, on December uh, 31st, before the New Year's, these games will leave um, the Game Pass. However, once they leave it, if you want to buy it, you can actually buy it with a 20% discount because you're a member of Game Pass. The games that are leaving... Pro Evolution Soccer 2021, who really cares? Lil, Lil Acker, Yakuza 0, Kiwami 1, and Kiwami 2 are also leaving. So, if you haven't played them, listen to my Yakuza episode and very excitedly go back and play the damn games before they leave. I mean, I'm actually watching, you know, an anime on Netflix. It's leaving Netflix on December 31st as well. I'm like, what? Why are you leaving? <laughs> So, alright, let us continue. Oh, also, yes, um, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo actually had an Indie World showcase, but nothing happened. I actually thought that it was going to happen later on. I didn't even bother watching it. So, apparently not a lot of great things happened. Probably why, that there's no news to talk about. Also, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin has released their cover art so you can see the cover art and be like chaos next to that they introduce a new character called sophia the fifth warrior in jack's party and your newest ally and this is how they describe her as saying much like jack and unlike neon she wields an unwavering conviction that chaos must be defeated <laughs> at this point they are embracing the damn meme like, why? Why? Like, who does the Chaos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this game is m so much like a meme at this point that I'm not even interested in playing it. I mean, I don't like the gameplay, so sorry about that. I played the two trials and I didn't like the gameplay. It reminded me so much of Neo. And yes, I didn't like Neo's gameplay. Sorry. 
I'm okay with Souls gameplay, but Neo, it was like, mm, no, no, can't do it. I think I gave up after the first boss fight. Like, I don't know if that is even the first boss fight. The boss that's in the ship. Look, I love the world of Neo, but I could not play through it. I was like, oh, no, 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 what is this? Uh, it wasn't... I don't know, maybe I played it at the wrong time. Maybe now if I play it, I would be like, whoa, that is pretty cool. But, I don't know, I couldn't, you know, get a connection with it. It would probably be because, you know, I was also playing Sekiro next to Neo. And I think the Sekiro reeled me in real hard. I mean, I would definitely play in Sekiro again. I would not platinum Sekiro, by the way. I do not have the conviction to go through all those freaking bosses and the secret bosses <laughs> and next to that fight Ishin Ashina, the true sword saint, once more. I will never put myself and subjugate myself to such a stupid pain. Given the fact that I have actually now finished the game and have, haven't played the game for a long time, which means that I have forgotten all those muscle memories. I'm screwed. I will not do it. Never! Sheesh, thinking about it just gives me... Brings back PTSD for me. Sam Lake has also announced that... Um, both... Uh, I hope I'm saying this correctly. Ilka Vili and Matthew Porretta will return in the role of Alan Wake. And the game will definitely be third-person game. So, yay! If you're excited. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Also, yeah, if you... If you want, you can get the new Edge um, magazine, which includes Elden Ring on the cover. Speaking of Elden Ring, somebody has actually data mined all of the network tests, and they have found out a lot about the game. They found so much. I have no idea why this hasn't been taken down, but they have found endgame stuff and, you know, bosses data, story data, so much. That's basically just, you know, spoiler, waiting for you to go in. Don't do it, I'm not doing it, and I'm very thankful that basically no one has done it. I haven't seen anyone post it or talk about it. That is great news, that is great news. I mean, all we're saying is just some people saying that, yeah, this has happened. But nobody has given it much thought. However, I'm actually very reluctant to go to Reddit's uh, page of you know, gaming leaks and rumors where that actually originated from. Because maybe some people would basically spoil it. But from what I'm seeing on Twitter, not a lot of people are really, you know, um, uh, how would I say it? Like, eager to basically see what the hell is going on. I mean, it's not that long until the game launches anyway, so why would we do that? Well, <laughs> great news and good news and bad news. Let's go that way. Mm, let's start with the bad. I want to see the good news first, but I thought that it wouldn't make sense. So, good news and bad news. Bad news. Stalker 2 will use NFTs for its metaverse. And you say that you can become a metahuman inside the game itself. Ugh. They announced that they will use NFTs and they actually doubled down on it, saying that, you know, well, no matter how hard you try, we will bring NFTs to this. We will do our best. NFTs are great. NFTs are good. It will have no, uh, you know, uh, change on your 
gameplay experience, nothing will change, but we will do it regardless, it's so good, blah blah blah. Good news. They actually backed off. They were like, you know, our community is very important to us. We are saddened that you're angry at us. We will definitely remove the NFTs. <laughs> yeah. They basically said that. So at first they were like, NFTs, good. <laughs> like you remember Ubisoft Quartz? They were like, good. They were Then they were like, what, you guys are angry? Hell no, we're still gonna use it. And then they were like, yeah. You know, screw NFTs. We love our community. Our community is the best. They say the best. When, yeah, if your community was the best, you wouldn't have, like, you know, said that, yeah, we are not gonna remove them. We like them. But you were like, yeah. You know. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, they they backed off and they were like okay fine we will remove it stop bothering us so it is actually really weird that hap that this has to happen a lot like they don't see like you know don't they see the the you know terrible reactions people always have to nfts like this is a genuine question of mine like ubisoft stalker 2's developer and probably so many other ones and i actually understood recently that carl lagerfield actually also created nfts what a douche but still like you guys don't see that like honestly you don't see the negative reaction and you're just like okay maybe people will love mine why <laughs> like yeah they do that and then they see the negative reaction and they have to you know uh, start to take a few steps back and be like okay we hear you we will remove it you were right why do it in the first place what made you want to do it in the first place? To the point that you were like, okay, fine, we're going to remove it. Don't do it in the first place. I mean, this is not even cool. Like, you know, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, they listen to their fan base, to their, you know, community. No, no one says that anymore. They're always like, yeah, you know, they're stunt, you know, they're doing a stunt so they would be more popular. And I would agree, yes, it is a stunt. It's a stupid one at that. Like, why would you do that? Don't do it. Don't even begin to think about it. Just simply, my friend, don't do it. Very simple. Also, the official poster for Uncharted got released and it looks bad. Like, real bad. Like, if you can actually see it, I mean, you would be like, what is this, a parody? It is really awful looking. I have no idea. Who thought, you know, this was a great idea? And, you know, honestly, I don't really understand what the whole thing is about right now. I mean, they have scenes from Uncharted 3 there, Uncharted 2 there. What is the, what is the, you know, timeline in this freaking game? In this freaking movie, actually, not even game. Like, what are you trying to do? Is this even canon? Is it not canon? If it isn't, what's the point? It would have been nice if it were canon because, you know, it could be... Like, you're next to everything else. But it's not even... I don't think it is canon. Because if it is, then... Oy, that would be just stupid. Because, you know, it mimics and mirrors so many scenes from the games as well. So, who who does that? Like, you know, right. That. And, you know, then... Why is Solid's mustache not there? Like, if you guys remember Uncharted 3, where Nate was younger than this movie... 
He had his mustache, but now he doesn't. And some people, some people are like, why does the mustache matter? Why is it just an appearance? Dude, it's not about that. It's the character. It's how he, he, how he has looked for all the games. He has had this mustache for a long time, years. How would you, how would you say that? You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like saying that okay, Freddie Mercury, he doesn't have a mustache in his biographical movie. Why does it matter? Okay, okay, like, you know, someone who's an icon to some people, who's important. All right, remove the mustache. Who cares? No. Give him the freaking mustache! It doesn't make any sense in the game world of Uncharted. Like, you know, say that, yeah, he had the mustache, he had it removed, he looks younger now for some reason, now he has the mustache and he looks way older. <laughs> Why? Like, shit. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's much easier to simply just, you know, have it and be faithful to the damn thing. And, you know, some people actually said really well when they said that uh, the whole. Uh, casting is really bad because to the point that, you know, actually Mark Wahlberg looks more like Nate than our supposed Nate is to look like that. Like Tom Holland, yeah, he doesn't look like Nate and, you know, Mar Mark Wahlberg looks more like Nate than anyone else in this poster. So that kind of sucks for him. But I would say that, you know, I know that this is not canon, and I know that we have seen behind the scenes photo where he gets his mustache. I don't want to see it at the end of the movie being like, you know, like, very end, and Nate is like, Oh, Sully, you got a mustache. Like saying, yeah, kid, I thought it would suit me well. Ha ha ha, where is my whiskey and cigar? No. And honestly, my prediction, Uncharted will bump hard. Like... I actually now want to see Tomb Raider because I know that they apparently did get faithful to the game, the reboot game. But as far as I'm aware, the story is actually really bad. I've seen some clips and I was like, holy shit, who thought this was good? Look, I'm going to say this again. I, I say this every time. Look, directors, writers, we do not want your vision of this world. If you want to make a good story movie... Just make it the same way that we have played it. It's not the point that we want to see it. It's the point that we want the rest of the world see it. Do you understand? That is the point. We do not care that, you know, you want to give your own spin on the story. No, we don't. Because if this story is popular, if this story is famous all around the world with gamers, it's because it's perfect or it's really, really good. It doesn't need any improvement. Not from you, anyway. But... The reason we always insist that this should look like the game, that it should have the same story as the game, that it should be as close as possible, is not because, like, you know, because we want it the same way. Like, yes, we can play it again and witness it, but the point is that we want to show it to everybody else. Like, whenever I start talking about Last of Us to, to my father or my partner or anybody else, like my girlfriend, I, I tell her, I tell her, like, you know, this is the story, it's really cool and stuff like that. She's like... Yeah, I understand, but in all in all honesty, she's probably like, what is he even talking about? When I tell my dad about that story, he probably is that, mm, yeah, I understand. But then he's probably like, you know, uh, this dude is crazy. <laughs> so, 
when we say do it well, do it like that, is so that I can show it to them in a format of like, you know, TV series or a movie. So that they can watch the story and be like, oh yeah, that's what he was saying. This is a great story. How difficult is that? Just simply make it the way it was. This is important. That is why it's important to us gamers. Because we cannot basically make them play, I don't know, 30 hour game. We cannot make them watch the cutscenes that are probably 20 hours. I mean, yeah, no game is like you know, that much, but still. But that's the point. Like, please. Please. Just make it as it's supposed to be. Okay? Thank you. Gorilla Games has also released a few screenshots for the PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West. The biggest change that you can see is, of course, the lighting. The lighting in the PS4 version is very identical to um, the first game, whereas the second game, especially in PS5, has some amazing lighting. And that is the biggest difference. Feels like, you know, maybe they couldn't get more juice out of PS4. And honestly, look, I understand that they are always like, you know, uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's not leave anyone in the dust. Let's have many people play our games. But, you know, at this point, it's just sad. Like, when when I saw, you know, Digital Foundry episode for Halo Infinite, for Forza, and right now we are seeing these differences for uh, something like Horizon. I'm just like, dudes, just leave it be. Like, you're not doing yourself a favor. I understand there's a huge fan base over on PS4, but the point is that honestly, most of them will actually wait till they can get a PS5. That's what I'm seeing so far. Many people are just saying, okay, well, I will wait for PS5 till I can play this game because, you know, I don't want to play it on PS4. This is a different mentality than what we used to have. And I would say that this is actually good because you have a customer waiting to buy your game as you know as soon as they get the console for it not like you know saying that okay i can play it later no they actually want to do that i've seen that you know i've seen that you know, many people be like you know i'm waiting um to get a ps5 for god of war for horizon some people are even saying that i want to get a bundle as soon as the game drops so sony do your best and try to make more consoles i know it's difficult but you have a lot of customers. Also, we had previews for Sifu dropping from IGN, Game Informer, Easy Allies, GameSpot, Verge, everyone. From what I understand, the game is actually really good. People are enjoying it. It does have some performance issues. Um, not that big, but something that can actually be ironed out before the launch. But, you know, people are very excited for it. They're playing and they're saying that, you know, with... Uh, you get older every time you die, and you know, I, apparently, f if you die five times, you lose a bell, and if you lose all those bells, then you will die forever, but you know, as you get older, your health will deteriorate, will get smaller, but you will get more experience and more powerful. Makes sense. So, it seems that people are, are loving this particular game, and they're saying this, it has a really cool idea, really co cool spin on the roguelike genre, and everyone is so excited for it. So I'm also excited. Also, yeah, the indie world that was for Nintendo Switch 
these are the games that have been announced. What the hell? Parkasaurus, Spring 2022. Don't Starve, Together, Spring 2022. Chicory, already released. Baby Storm, January 21st. Grime, Summer 2022. Gerda, A Flaming Winter, 2022. Time Lie, later. It was later, but so, yeah, already released. Behind the Flame, Spring 2022. And Omori, an RPG coming to Switch in Spring 2022. Pretty cool. Yay. I'm moving on. Oh, yeah, also. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes is headed to Switch as it has been rated for ESRB by ESRB, so you might actually see it come very soon. So yay! Also, some cool news and yet weird. Final Fantasy XIV has become so successful that once more it has stopped the sales for the game. This is not the first time that this has happened, nor will it probably be the last time, given you know how popular the game right now is. But given the situation, Final Fantasy XIV has become so popular that not only you will not be able to get new sales for the game, the new sales have been suspended for now. Also, new trials have been suspended as well because you know you have to register there. And uh, also, you will not be able to see new advertisements for the game. So, the game is so popular. I don't know how long has it been since its release. I don't think it's been that long. But it's been so popular that they don't have space for you. <laughs> this is really, really cool. I'm really happy for Final Fantasy XIV. This was a game that when it launched, it was really bad. No one wanted to play it. It was so awful. And slowly, over the course of, like, I think four expansions, five expansions, they made one of the most amazing MMO experiences on the planet. Like, I gotta say, kudos to you, Square Enix, kudos to everyone involved in, in Final Fantasy XIV's development, kudos to the fact that you guys did not give up. That is amazing. And the fact that you are now so popular that only a mere few days after the launch of your latest expansion you're like okay guys we don't have any space anymore and I don't know how much more had they expanded their servers or stuff like that before the launch but if they actually did expand it and you know, this was the response oof guys you're so popular you're just gonna make like you know 10 times the amount that you thought was enough so I gotta say congratulations to them and I hope that it keeps selling well and they keep getting so many awards because I think that you know Final Fantasy 14 has probably been the best ongoing game of the last decade at least they have continuously improved they have continuously become better and honestly I love that they're getting this kind of recognition Congratulations to you guys, and I hope that soon you'll be able to accommodate more people. Also, Horizon Forbidden West had a new trailer um, about the machines of the Forbidden West. These also included uh, the three new ones called Sunwing, Rollerback, and Sliverfang. Sunwing are like, you know, flying dinosaurs. Pretty cool. Um, the other one, Rollerback 
is something like you know the previous animal stuff that we saw in the previous game and this slither fang is like a huge basilisk like you know from harry potter series if you remember so actually looks very much like basilisk except like you know it's a cobra huge size cobra but imagine basilisk so yeah you can watch the trailer and see the new ones um Oh yeah, if you have Epic Game Store, you can uh, download Shenmue free, available for free on Epic Game Store. Pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, let's see, let's see, there was one something that I really want to talk about. So before that, uh, da -da -da -da. <laughs> so this is a funny tweet. Sega had an official art for 2019 where Bayonetta was hugging Super Monkey Ball. Alien was wearing ugly sweatshirt and Sonic was sitting on you know this little chair and posing and someone actually said that Sega can you please explain the official art from 2009 holy shit 2009 wow so old after 2019 2009 and Sega simply says no <laughs> like they're like no there's no way we can explain what kind of bullshit we created Tencent, the Chinese company, has bought, you won't believe it, has bought Turtle Rock Studios, developers of Back 4 Blood. How many more studios will they buy? Do they actually want to make a console for themselves? This is, this is basically really weird. I mean, I gotta say, I, I don't like this. I think that you know, it's kind of, you know, scary seeing them buy so many studios and things I mean guys come on don't do it stop <laughs> can can these guys actually stop basically you know uh, selling themselves to these guys I mean sure I know that you know you guys are excited for the opportunity but stuff like that but you know really do you guys have to I don't know but it's probably you know, none of my business, it's their company, it's what they want to do, good for them, but I don't know, it just seems really weird. Like, they're buying way too many studios at this point. Like, you know, somebody actually made a joke and said that maybe they want to, you know, buy enough of it so that they can basically make a console and have exclusives. But the thing is that, you know, it's just really scary at this point. They're buying way too many things. But, moving on from that. There have been some um, people who have noticed, and actually this comes from um, a very popular YouTuber who I actually love. He posts a lot of Persona stuff, a lot of unreleased or, you know, cut Persona stuff. So, if you want, you can actually go to his channel and basically, you know, support him because he's a great guy. So, um, I just want to say he's, you know... Uh, let me find his account. Scrambled Faz. I knew it was Faz, but I want to see like you know, what's his main account because maybe we can find something else. Scrambled Faz actually posted on his Twitter saying that apparently Persona 4 Ultimax, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, uh, had this pre-order where it said that you know it's it had something like a Midnight Channel Collection. You all, you can already pre-order through the site and once you do you get some really cool perks but there was also another one midnight channel collection where apparently 
you could get the game um, Persona 4 Golden on PS4 and Switch uh, for free before basically you know the game gets released arena gets released so I don't know how true that is or how um, realistic that would sound but I'm excited regardless I mean if it is the case if this is what they want to do I'm cool with it I mean you know uh, why not so you know honestly it would be really exciting to see that you know um, see that your know, Persona 4 Golden comes to Switch and PS4 I mean honestly I would pre-order to get that game but if that's the only way I can get it that would be a terrible move it's like you know I think they did a similar move with Persona 3 dancing and Persona 5 combo where you had to buy the combo the bundle to get Persona 4 dancing and I was like why <laughs> So, if that is the case, look, I would do it for Persona 4 Golden. And I had played on Vita, I had Platinum, and you know, thinking about it, I would love to Platinum it again on PS4. It's a very long game, but having seen everything, I mean, I wouldn't mind playing it again. But honestly, I hope that they actually tell us more about all of this. Because, you know, this is leading to so much speculation and excitement on my part that I don't know what to do with. So. Please, Atlas, just simply come out with it and say that, yes, you're going to get it. <laughs> so, um, also, yeah, as a nice bow on top to finish this episode with, people are boycotting and asking for a boycott on Star Wars Eclipse because Quantic Dream is the developer. You may remember that I did say that you know, Quantic Dream has um, a history of abusing women, abusing uh, people of LGBT variety. I mean, they are just simply awful to them. Apparently, David Cage has homophobia. He has hurt many people. He has assaulted many people. He has alleged uh, sexual assault against him. There's so many bad things against this guy, so no one wants to work with him. And you know, that's why, you know, previously I did report by saying that you know the Paris studio uh, that they have is having problem you know hiring people so honestly I would say that you know they they're a terrible company and the fact that you know many people are angry at them to the point of going that yeah we are gonna boycott this game I would say that you know it's kind of warranted given their history I mean why would they you know even you, I, I don't know why Disney s works with these kind of studios. Like Disney sees that you know there's a lot of issue with, like EA. They see there's a lot of issue with Quantic Dream. Why would you work with them? Why would you want to do that? But you know, I would say that I actually support this move, saying that you know as long as David Cage himself is uh, involved, people are you know going to boycott this. I would say that yeah. If David Cage is involved, I would also boycott this game completely. If I see that you know he has been removed and we have um, somebody else taking over, and we are seeing changes in the company, then I would actually, you know, go and you know report about them. But you know, it's the same situation as Activision. I mean, you don't see me going around saying that hey, Call of Duty did that, Call of Duty did this, Call of Duty did this. I don't. 
But you see me saying you know, the bad stuff about them. And it is on purpose because they deserve it. Because I want people to know that Activision is a great company and you should not support them right now given the situation that we have. So, yeah, honestly, I, I would not support um, this game unless I knew that, you know, David Cage has been removed from the project or is no longer working on the project in any capacity. I hope that they will come. I hope that, you know, people would, you know, um, you know, like, uh, people uh, can get what they want, especially in this case, because of the fact that, you know, Mr. Cage is not a good person. But, honestly, I am uh, excited for that game. But, again, if it means, you know, being excited for this game means that, you know, people are getting hurt, I don't want that. So, thank you guys for joining. Um, this was the game talk. Let me see which episode is it because at this point I kind of lost count. I think it's now 20. Yeah, 20. Game talk 20. Wow. 20 episodes of game talk. 20 weeks of game talk. Thank you guys for being with me this long. Um, I actually hope you guys enjoy uh these things i hope that you guys uh enjoy game talk i would think about a little bit of a reformat i was thinking about it but now i'm saying you know it's not really warranted at this point but i hope you guys enjoyed it i hope that uh so far after 20 weeks 20 episodes you you know uh enjoyed this ride and that you are now on board hopefully so thank you guys for joining and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tomorrow we're going to have Anime Talk episode 20 as well. Where we are not just going to talk about the new chapters in My Hero Academia and Jujutsu Kaisen. But we are also going to talk about, um, you know, uh, the actual news in anime industry. I've been trying to find some good sources for these news so that, you know, the episodes can be more, you know, informative. But... You know, let's see, let's see what happens. So thank you guys for joining, and if you did enjoy it, please like, share, subscribe. Same things that they say on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, if you do enjoy it, I would love to hear your thoughts on these episodes. You can reach me on Twitter. Uh, we are my handle called Fairy Ackerboy, or you can reach me uh, on Nerd Factory Pod on Twitter. So please do, and if you would, please give me a rating on Spotify, Apple iTunes, whatever you can do. So, until next time, guys, um, keep safe, have fun, and uh, just keep playing. <laughs>